we are we've been talking about we've been you know we've been, over several months we've been talking about so many things and and uh we moved over into talking about on a wednesday night bible study about talking about walking in the spirit and what it means to walk in the spirit if you ask the average person average christian what it means to walk in the spirit i'm not sure that we could answer that but we hear it all the time you need to walk in the spirit and a lot of people take walking in the spirit as something that's mystical they believe that whenever they operate in the whatever gifts they have they're walking in the spirit like if they say well you know I have the gift of healing. So then they walk in the spirit. Or I, or I have the gift of tongues. Or I have, you know, the gift of this or the, what, any one of the nine gifts. Or, you know, that now I'm walking in the spirit. But no, 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 no. We walk in the spirit. We have to simplify this so that we will know and understand what it means to walk in the spirit. We're to walk in the spirit how often? Every day. And we need to know what it means to walk in the spirit. We need to know and understand what it means. Because what it means to walk in the spirit is that we're not walking in our own strength. But we're walking in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 1. Chapter 8. Verse 1. Romans 8. 1. Therefore, there, are now no con there is now no condemnation to them which are where? In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Uh-oh, it just gets gooder and gooder. And the next verse says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, hath set me free somebody stop me have made me made me free from the law of sin and death it's that simple uh, yes before you before you go before you go too much further let's go back to verse 1 there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. About that, not after the flesh, about not walking after the flesh, because we've been so trained and so conditioned to follow our flesh. Mm. That's all we've known is our flesh, to satisfy the flesh in whatever fashion, things, whatever fashion, that, that has become normal. That's normal until, until Christ Jesus. Regeneration. The life of Christ. What is regeneration? It's the life of Christ planted in us by the Holy Spirit. When? At? Our new birth, when you're born again. The life of Christ is now planted in you. Let me say it again. The life of Christ is now planted in you. When? At the new birth. At the new birth. How? By the Holy Spirit. It means that the new life grows and becomes manifest progressively in us until the very likeness of Christ begins to produce in our lives. Until it begins to produce in our lives. We're going to come back here, but let's go over to Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Paul says here to, to the Galatians, he says, Of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be what? 
until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed in you. Let me tell you something. We as believers have been sitting on, have just as though we're sitting on the outside looking in. But the idea is to look to the Christ that's on the inside of you. Let me tell you something. This life is Christ. Jesus is the life. Jesus' life is the life that lives and dwells on the inside of us. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And that's where, and that's when we don't believe that, when that's not revelation to us, then this, this life that's in Christ becomes a life of work. We're working. We're trying to make it work. But it's about faith. It's about Christ being formed in us. But we've got to believe that Christ is in us. That's a reality. That's the truth. That's what makes it easy. That's what gives us our freedom. Everything is in Christ. And this is so easy because we're not doing it. We have to stop. The church has to stop working. We've got to stop working. We've got to learn to rest. We've got to accept and believe and trust in the Christ that's in us, in the new life that's in us. It's truly in us, church. This is real. Glory be to God. You know, one of the, the awesome thing is, is that over in the book of Matthew, when Jesus was, uh, was um, teaching, the, was uh, preaching the Sermon on the Mount, as we call it, and he was talking about we look, we could look down through Matthew chapter 5 and and let's get the Beatitudes, what we call the Beatitudes. And, and we see here in verse, um, I'll just read a couple of verses. In verse 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and he taught them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And, and blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now, I'm going to be coming back to this, but I want you to see something. You are the salt of the earth. And most of us don't know why. When when he was teaching these things, they they didn't they it, it would take the Holy Spirit to reveal to them what he was saying. But he was preaching something here. What was he preaching? He was preaching kingdom. He was preaching kingdom. He was preaching what had come in him. Notice what I said. He was preaching what had come in him. Because this was not possible. These things at this point in time, it wasn't possible for them outside of him. They could no way that they could do this. The Holy Spirit could anoint them to do this until such a time as they were you know, generated to this would become who they are. And who they were, who we are. Amen. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? What does it mean to walk in the spirit? Then he goes on here, and we're going to come back to this. And he says, in verse, where am I? Verse, he said, you are the salt of the earth. And if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. But to be cast out and to be trodden under 
foot of men. You are the light of the world, and a city that is set upon a hill should not be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candle, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. He was talking about kingdom. He was talking about kingdom. He's talking about walking in the spirit. He's talking about kingdom life. He's talking about life that only comes in and through Jesus Christ. Now, he, he hadn't died and resurrected, yes, but he was teaching them about what was to come through him. Amen. He was teaching them because, you know, we take these things and, and we'll start preaching these things to people and, and we're telling them, but we haven't, we haven't really taught them that this uh, is kingdom, that this is what is in Christ, and because he is in us, it is in us. You know, the only reason a believer comes up short is because they don't know. You know, Hosea 4, 6, he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because we continually walk in the flesh, not understanding that we are to walk in the spirit. How do we walk in the spirit? Understanding what regeneration is. That is so true. And, we do, and that's, that's, that's the word of God. And the church is being destroyed. His people. The church is being destroyed because of lack of knowledge. But he tells us also, don't reject knowledge. We're not to reject it. We're to receive it. We're to receive, you know, the church. The church has to be bold. We need to be bold in who we are in Christ Jesus. We don't bow down. We don't allow ourselves to be deceived. We don't do that. That light, that's, that light, that candlestick, mm -hmm. no, the city, the city that's set on the hill, you can't hide that. <laughs> we should not be able to hide Christ Jesus in us. He should, people should see us coming and know and experience the Christ that's inside of us. You talk about kingdom, in the kingdom there's nothing lacking. The kingdom has everything that it needs, and that's who we are. We have everything inside of us that's necessary for this life that's in Christ. We can't leave Christ out, and that's what's happening, I, I think, is that so many, the church is trying to, to, the church is too religious, and it's not about religion, and we know this, but we need to live and walk in what we know. What we know. The revelation he's given unto us. We need to live and walk in that so that the world can see. The world needs what we have. The world needs who we, who we have. The world needs the love that we have. The world needs the faith that we have. The world needs the boldness that we have. The world needs it. Why can't we be strong in Christ? Why can't we? Why can't we live out of this kingdom? that's on the inside of us, so that Christ will be lifted up, so that Christ will be magnified and glorified. Glory be to God. And, and we can, and we will. Go over to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we'll look at, we're going to start reading at verse 1. John chapter 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. In every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. In every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. My, my, my. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I love this. I love this. You have to be able to see this in your heart, not in your head. He says, 
Next verse. He says, abide in me. Right? Abide in me and I in you. This is a surety today because he's died and he's resurrected. We receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, which means we received salvation, which means we received the God quality of life, which means we received the quality of life that Jesus himself has. Not a little bit, not, 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 I mean, the, the, the whole gambit, everything. We receive that quality because he is where? He's in us. He's in us. So he says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. There's nothing that you can do in your own strength to produce the fruit that will be produced in us as we allow him to live in us. We are fruit producers. You know, I, 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 a while back, you know, and I had heard this from another minister and I loved it, that we are atmosphere changers. That's that light on the hill that, you, that we read about. We are atmosphere changers. Why do we change the atmosphere? Because we've come to the realization that Christ is in us. Not only is, in, is he in us, but Christ is our life. The life that we now live, as Paul says over in, uh, in Galatians chapter 2, uh, verse 20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Man, let me tell you something. When he died, we died. When, when, we, when he rose, we rose with him. The scripture says that we've been buried with him in baptism and we've risen with him in the newness of life. A life that he himself provided for us through his obedience to the Father. And he says, I am, Paul says here in Galatians 2.20, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I'm not going to control the flesh anymore, in other words. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Watch this. He loved me and he gave himself for me. In other words, it's not about me changing, living a changed life. It's about us living an exchanged life. Is we set aside our life and we've taken up the life that he has given us, his life. Oh, oh, isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. And in it, you know, we're so, because we are so aware of the flesh, admit it. We are aware of the flesh, but we need to be more aware of Christ in us. We need to be so much, we, we need to be so aware of Christ in us that when the flesh rises up, ooh, where'd that come from? Because that's not who I am. That's not me. So we put that down. We, all, we, keep, we, keep, we live a life of keeping the flesh under. That's the life that we live. And a life of Christ being alive and being a living, a living witness of who we are in him. That spirit of God that's inside of us, it's not, it's, 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 it's constant. He's always there and he's always there to represent himself. He's always present. 
It's not a thing. I mean, we never put out. We don't. We don't. We hear people say, "I'm going to put my religion aside." Oh no, 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 no. How, what? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, always, always, always being first, being visible to this world, always being visible. That's who he is. That's who he is. When we, that's who he is when we allow him to be. And he wants us to always be so conscious of his presence who, so that we can let this world see the risen Christ, the risen Christ. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look over at Galatians chapter 5. We're going to spend a little time over there. I'm going to start at verse 1. I love this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Everybody say, I'm free. free. Say it again, I'm free. free. Say it loud, let the world know. Say, I'm free. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us what? Free. Free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now he's talking to the church at Galatia Galatia because they were falling back into bondage or into the law. But we'll keep going. Just look at some things here. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Somebody say religion. Religion. Somebody say that I have to do it on my own. In my own strength. I'm going to be judged. If I do it in my own strength, I'm going to be judged by the law. He says here. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. In other words, you have more confidence in your actions and trying to fulfill the law than what Jesus did for you. You have moved away from grace because now you think you can do this on your own. That's why you need to have the life of Christ living and working on the inside of you so he can do it in you and through you. Glory be to God. Next verse. Go to the next verse. For we through the spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ Neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. This is so new. This is so new. This is something that they have never, because you're so caught up in your doing things. It's always what you do. It's always what others do. It's always doing, doing, doing. And now here's this teaching that's so unfamiliar. I don't have to do no more? No. You don't have to do no more because Christ has done it. So that old way of thinking and that old way of living and that old mentality and all of that, no. Christ has taken care of that. And the scripture says, the scripture says, where was I? Verse 6, but faith which worketh by love. Before it was a a doing mentality, now it's a loving, not only mentality, but a loving heart. So now it's love. And that's how our faith works. It's by love. And it's not even our love. It's the love of Jesus Christ. It's It's a love we've never experienced before. Maybe that's why we can't receive it because it's so new. Because it goes against all that, the thinking, and it just goes against every, it goes against the grain. It goes against the, yeah, there's no emotions in it. It's, it's the love of God. And, 
And, and the important thing is that uh, before you can get started, you have to realize the love of God towards you. In other words, your faith is not going to work if you don't understand how much God loves you and how much he set forth for you and how much he paid for you and how he bought you back. And he, bought, he did not set you free because if he set you free, somebody can set you back in bondage. But he made you free. It was, if you notice everywhere, you don't find anywhere in the Bible the, that he set you free. He made you free. You don't have to go there, but 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 21 says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He made you free. You're free. Everybody say, I'm free. Because Jesus made me free. Hallelujah. And where are we at? And then, uh, verse 7, you did run well. Who hindered you? Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Why are you going backwards? This persuasion cometh not of him that calls you. This has nothing to do with Jesus. This is a foreign, this is an enemy calling you, taking you back to your flesh. A little leaven uh, a little leaven leaven at the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you'll be none otherwise minded, but that he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? I mean, I could go right back. I could go back to teach circumcision. I can go back to teaching the law, and they'll leave me alone. This is Paul. But I'm not going to do that. And he goes here, and he says uh, in verse, okay, verse, oh, yeah, hold on. And I, brethren, and I preach circumcision, uh, if I preach circumcision, why do I uh, yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. For that which I offend others has ceased. In other words, because I won't preach the cross anymore. I'll just go preach the law. He's not going to do that, is he? Next verse. And I, I would that they were even cut off which trouble you. Just wipe them out. I would they were cut off. Next verse. For brethren, you have been called unto. You have been called unto. Only not use liberty. For an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Now, let me say this to you. I hear some beautiful preaching on, Yeah, well, I'll just put it out. It's laid out. It's always talking about it's okay for you to be the way that you are. We're all sinners saved by grace. Or we're going to make mistakes or we're going to do this. The reality of this is, here's what the reality is. The reality is, is our flesh is dead. That's the reality. You want to make the word the truth? Or you want man's opinions, man's view? The reality. The reality is your flesh is dead. The reality is that you've been made alive. The reality is that Christ is on the inside of you. The greater one is on the inside of you. The reality that you have imparted grace, which is not permissive grace, allowing you to be a failure. It is grace that makes you a victor. It is empowerment. Grace is this grace that, is, that, that, that this word is talking about is an empowering grace. People will make you feel good in your weakness. He said, let the weak say I am strong. Why? Because Christ is in me. I am strong. And if I'm weak, I'm always, if, if, I'm, if I'm weak, be because I'm leaning over in the flesh, but I don't want to be in the realm of the flesh. I want to be in a walk to walk in the spirit. In other words, so now I want the spirit of God, the living Christ, 
the life who is Christ. I want him to raise up on the inside of me. Go back to Galatians 2.20, and we're going to come back here, uh, 2.20 again. We have to see this. This is what's going to change. This is what's going to change things in your surroundings. Is by changing the hearts of the people. You can change laws all day. There was 613 Levitical laws. There was 10 that he gave them they couldn't obey. You have to change. We have to oh, change the hearts of the people. As I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What's that next verse? I do not frustrate the grace of God. How do you frustrate the grace of God? By living in your flesh, by relying and counting on your flesh, by making excuse for your flesh. I do not frustrate the grace of God, the ability of God, the capacity, the strength of God, which works in me. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. He died for nothing. If I could earn it, whew. so I don't trust my strength. I trust his grace, which is his strength. Hallelujah. Pastor just said, this empowering grace. We've been empowered. When you've been empowered to be healed, you've been empowered to live and walk in peace. You've been empowered to love your neighbor. You've been empowered to teach Christ. You've been empowered to live this life of faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. You've been empowered. If I could give you, if I could give you anything, if I, if I could give you the desire of your heart right now, whatever it is, if I could give it to you, would you not take it? Yes, you would. He's given us the desires of our heart because they are his desires. So they are in us. So why would we not be empowered when we are empowered? Why, we, why would we reject the empowerment that he's given unto us? Why would we still be defeated when we should be, when we should be empowered? Why? Is it because we don't know? Is it because the preacher hasn't told us? Is it because we haven't gotten a revelation of it? Whatever it is, the scripture tells us. If we are hungry and thirsty after righteousness, who we are, we will be filled. Glory be to God. We are empowered people. Glory be to Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For brethren, verse 13 of uh, uh, chapter 5, Galatians. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only not use. Only use not liberty. No, no, no. Let me let me take this because that word "use" is in italics. I gotta take that out. It's in italics. I was put there to try to give it better understanding. But let me read it like this. <laughs> For brethren, you have been called unto liberty, liberty, only not liberty fornication to the flesh. You've been called. You know what I just said? You've been called to liberty, but not only not. I mean. Only not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love to serve one another. Perfect example, you were serving yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? Say with me. Let's keep going. For, oh, yeah. Yeah. For all the law is fulfilled in. It's fulfilled in one word. All right? And thou shalt love thy neighbor how? As thyself. As yourself. 
But if you bite and devour one another, take heed, you be not consumed one of another. I say then, walk how? In the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts lust against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other. You are not battling the devil. It is spirit and flesh. It is whether you're going to walk in what you're able to do or whether you're going to allow Christ to live in you. You're going to move over and not give occasion to the flesh. And this is not just talking about, well, we'll see in a minute. Talking about a number of things. Okay, we'll see here in just a second. And he says, for the flesh, oh, I already read that, okay. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They shall not. It didn't mean, it didn't say they wouldn't go to heaven. They said they would not in inherit the kingdom of God. They will never walk in the victory that's been set before them because the victory is found in walking in the spirit. But they'll live carnal. And they'll live defeated and they have no expectation for God because they know that in those things, in their own mind, the only thing they deserve is punishment, condemnation. They have no confidence towards God and so they can't receive anything. They won't receive anything from God. God wants you to walk in the kingdom life now. He needs us to walk in the kingdom life now, and I'm going to show you in a few minutes. Don't get in a hurry. We got some more to go here. Hallelujah. Thank you. Can I read this? Yeah, go ahead and read it. Glory be to God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The what? <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness it just makes you feel different inside just reading about what's inside of you faith meekness temperance against such there is no law there is no law against walking in the spirit read the next verse and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the, how you, how can we say that we live in the spirit if we're not walking in the spirit? And if we're walking in the spirit, it's because we're living in the spirit. We can't separate it. Let us not, I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, let me say this to you. <laughs> It says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and the lusts. In other words, we've been buried with him in baptism and we rose with him in the newness of life. You have to know this. You have to understand this, that I don't care what you're doing. If you're a born-again believer, you have the life of Christ on the inside of you. Come on now. Say it again. You have to walk in it and believe it. You have to see it in your heart so that you can begin to live and walk this way in the realm of the spirit. When you see something that's not like God, what do you do? You call on the grace of God so that you can walk in the spirit. 
It's so funny. We've been trying to obtain things by doing and, and just keep saying and doing and saying and nothing ever happens because we don't have a vision that in reality we don't have this picture in our heart that we have the whole kingdom of God on the inside of us. Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, what did he say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is Jesus. And all these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek Christ. Seek Jesus. He, he you know, the exchange life, not a changed life, but an exchange life. He took my old life. He buried it. And he gave me his life. I now have the life that he has. And he only wants to live this life in me and through me. Listen, I failed. Sometimes my thoughts aren't right. Sometimes the words that come out of my mouth aren't right. But I, like every believer, have to come back to consciousness, the consciousness in my heart that I am who Christ says that I am. Sometimes the weight of life gets on you. Sometimes the temptations come. But there, the scripture says there, there are no temptations that can overtake you if we don't allow it to. He will not allow us to suffer more than we can bear. The scripture never said he won't put on us more than we can bear. He ain't putting nothing on you to that was going to defeat you. He just won't allow anything that could defeat you to defeat you. Amen. Because the flesh... Lust after the spirit and the spirit after the flesh. The war is between the spirit and the flesh. The thing is, we need to get out of the flesh and get over to the realm of the spirit. We need to begin to see Jesus as he is. We need to believe he is who the word says he is. We need to believe what Paul says. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the power of God unto salvation, to the God quality of life, to everyone that believes, to the Jew person, to the Greek, to everyone, to everyone that believes. For therein is righteousness revealed, from face to face, from the face of Jesus to our faith, to his faith dwelling and living on the inside of us. For the just shall live by faith. Now I want to go back. I'm going to say something here. How do I know? Verse 22. How do I know that I'm walking in the spirit? How do I know that I'm growing and maturing? You put it up against the fruit. For the fruit, for the fruit of the spirit is love. You see, you're the salt of the earth because you're in the kingdom, because Christ is in you. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world because Christ is in you. You can go to your mirror and say, These, this is who I am. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The world should see love coming from you and I, not condemnation. But you have to learn in-house first. You have to love your brother, love your neighbor as yourself. You have to begin to see them the way you see yourself based on what God has said about you. This will keep you from being critical. This will keep you from heaping dead words on people. Joy. We talked about joy earlier. Why can I praise God? Because I have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Why do I have this joy? What is this joy? It's empowering strength. I have the joy because I don't care what comes my way. I have the joy to know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm not done yet. It says the what? Fruit. Joy. Peace. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. How can I go to what I'm going to? How can I be faced with the, what I'm faced with? But I still have peace. 
Because I walk in the spirit. In the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. These are all fruit. In other words, you can come to me and say, well, I know this. And I'm only going to speak faith. I'm only going to talk to you about faith. I'm gonna, only going to talk to you about trusting God. We're going to trust God together. I'm going to give you a reason to trust God. Why? Because I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 23. Meekness. <laughs> you remember what we saw over there in the Beatitudes? The meek shall what? Inherit the earth. Temperance. And against such, there is no law. And when we walk in these things, in the fruit of, of, of uh, huh? the fruit of the Spirit, inside of fruit, what's inside of fruit? Seeds. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, Seeds begin to produce what? More fruit. That's what Jesus said. Go back to John chapter 15. Huh? It produced fruit after its own kind. It begins the fruit of the spirit. If you walk in the fruit of the spirit, you're producing more fruit. In other words, you're fruitful. And you're bringing fruit into the lives of other people. And therefore, you're changing the atmosphere around you. Hallelujah. You realize I'm the salt of the earth. And I'm the light of the world. I'm an atmosphere changer. Hallelujah. Why? Because I walk according. I walk in the spirit. And these are the fruit of the spirit. And I'm producing seeds and more seeds and more seeds. We rely on old, unregenerate people to try to change lives. God never asked a righteous man to go change somebody's life. He said produce to walk in the spirit where fruit is produced and where this fruit can reach the lives of other people. This is what you and I are called to do. That's why he told them when he said when they they may not have understood back then, or maybe the Holy Spirit revealed to them. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, was it 15, 16, 15. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. But these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall produce fruit. Why? And you go down to that, go, go to that passage of Scripture and read it. You got to read 15 all the way down to the end of the chapter. And he's... Chapter, uh, Mark 16, brother. We're going to read from 15 on down to 20. 20. 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Where was he? On the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Working Glory be to God. And confirming and the word. His word. With signs, with signs following. Amen. Fruit. Amen. Walking in the spirit is not going by and prophesying to every breathing soul you see. And then go back and live in your mess. 
Walking in the Spirit is obtaining the life, is, is accessing the life of Christ on the inside of you, opening yourself up for him to live and dwell on the inside of you, to move and to live and have his being. Because it's not about what you can do. It's about what he did. Amen? Everybody say, I don't live a changed life. I live an exchanged life. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This walk is all about Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 This kingdom life is the life that Jesus has prepared for us. This faith is his faith. This love is his love. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And our celebrating this holiday, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Not that he was born December 25th, but that he was born. And that he did come to earth. And he did give his life for us. That he did rise. And as we just read, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So to all of our face, Facebook family, now is... Well, let me say this. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. That's not mean that we're all going to be in harmony. It means that he's no longer mad at us. That he sent a savior. That he wants us to come into the kingdom of God. To be in his son. His son to be in us. He's not mad at us anymore. That he only has goodwill towards us. That he's not exercising his wrath against us. He exercised his wrath against his son at Calvary. How? So he paid the price that we couldn't pay for ourselves. He only has goodwill toward you. We have a good God. And he loves you. And he has remade you. He has set his kingdom on the inside of you. And we have the victory wherever we go. Glory to God. We are we are blessed we are going about we are going about bringing the kingdom presenting the kingdom of god everywhere we go we are atmosphere changer glory to god hallelujah hallelujah that jesus (laughs) that jesus you can receive into your heart he says if you will confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that he's been raised from the dead you shall be saved so if you can confess jesus christ Believe it. You're born again. You're in this kingdom. You're in the kingdom of God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. We've cut it off already. Glory be to God. Glory. 